0: Welcome, everybody, to the Preacher's Corner podcast. I'm your host, Abraham Gomez. You can follow the podcast page on Instagram, and you can follow my personal page, The Real Abraham. Today, we are doing a bonus episode. What does that mean? That means that today I am getting interviewed. The questions are going to be asked to me and today by none other, none other than Chaplain Roy Inzunza, who was a guest on episode four. We had lots of laughs and some deep conversations in this very living room that we are sitting in right now. Uh, if you remember, we talked about um, confession. We talked about uh, vulnerability. And uh, somehow I feel like that's going to happen today. <laughs> so you can follow Chaplain Roy on Instagram at Chappie Roy and Roy Nzunza. Chaplain Roy, the floor is yours and be nice to me today. <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: when you came in, I when Abraham drove up today, I saw the face of just nervousness of a bunch of nerves. Why are you nervous, bro? I am
0: shaking right <laughs> now, and it wasn't because I had too much coffee. It is yeah. it is uh, it's gonna be a good day though,
1: yeah. Okay, so um, first of all, I, if anybody has spent a, a few minutes with you, they will immediately notice how loving and caring of a person you are, Abraham. You are very hospitable. You are very kind. Uh, and you have this passion for uh, truth in a very gracious way. Thank you. What do you think um, helped shape that kind of a person?
0: I think that the um, what helped shape me was definitely a lot of life experiences, um, positive and negative, but I think that um, I've always been on a faith journey, a search for um, truth, a search for um, the meaning of life, and um, I think growing up, I have um, grown up in church, I've I've seen many things, but I've also experienced many things personally that helped me, um, sometimes actually made me leave and get away from my faith journey, but somehow God always brought me back to it.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, kind of along that, that, that theme, I think we're just going to dive right in. I, I was going to do a bunch of rapid fire questions for you to kind of get you loose, loosened up, but we're just going to go right in. How's as, that?
0: As long as there's no LeBron questions, man. Cause
1: I, I don't know. I mean, there, there might be some, yeah. <clears throat> um, T- tell me about some of your earlier, um, maybe childhood experiences of God and church, and what that uh, what that was like for you.
0: Right, I remember, um, like five or six years old, my brother actually played the drums at a church down in Carlsbad, California. Um, if you go down to Carlsbad Village Drive, there's a small little church right by the train tracks. That was the beginning of our faith journey. And um,
1: oh wow, there's there's a restaurant that I go eat. Uh, there's a restaurant right by there, right? right. I I I've, I've 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 never gone in, but I didn't know this was an origin story. Wow. This is co-
0: Yeah, so you're you know the the preacher's preaching and then you hear the he has to stop cuz the train goes by <laughs> blaring the horn. And uh, I remember as a young at a young age, I was always attracted to music. And so um there's this funny story that I get still get teased to to this day where uh there was a a brother in the church who actually played the accordion. So, I mean, that doesn't happen anymore. Uh, maybe maybe it does, but um, so me as a as a child, I grabbed this little. It was actually a hymn book, and I'd open up the pages and I'd hold the bookends of it and let the pages swing back and forth like I was playing the accordion.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> so that's where it's, yeah, that's where it started for me, right? And um, the accordion. The accordion. Yeah, I was always attracted to music, and then um, um, we'd go to church all the time, and and my grandparents would always um go to church and it was just a uh, it was a part of life for me something that I, I grew up in but it wasn't something that i really dove into into later on in life so mm-hmm. um being um second generation hispanics um m- my parents actually they came to the lord and it you know as they try to teach us in our own in their own way brought us into the uh To the church, so those were my early uh, church experience um, uh, growing up. That that sounds like
1: um, that was very uh, warm and inviting. Uh, I I mean, there's an attraction to music for you at an early age. Uh, What did it? What did it feel? What did the music feel like to you at that age? What 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 did you? What were some of the feelings that you had? You know, growing up in this church by the train tracks
0: right well uh it, it always um there's something powerful about it it's powerful about music um and especially if like you know church music it was just it always uh connected you made you feel um uh like you belonged to something or you belonged mm, to a community and that's it, good it made you feel like um, something in your heart, in your soul, that uplifted you. Even at a as a young age, I just did realize that you know, when the music started going, it was it was something to celebrate. You know, mm. celebrate life, celebrate um, this day, celebrate this moment. And mm. so, as a young age, it always it's weird, five or six years old. It stuck to me, and to to this day. Yeah.
1: So i I was not expecting to be talking about music this morning with you. It sounds like um. Music had a very big impact on you at an early age. Oh yes. D- do you, how did you experience God in the music? So like I, well or like maybe a better way to say that? What was your? Uh, did you have any sense of God like f- experiencing God or having a sense of God through the music?
0: Yes, it, it's weird because it would make me cry. It would touch me. It would touch my heart at such a young age. I would, it, at such a young age, yeah. It's it's it's, it's weird, yeah. Maybe yeah. I don't know if it's weird, but that's the no. way I could describe it. You know, it's funny because at five and six years old, I remember they asked me to lead like a little sermon. I mean, we stopped pictures of it. And I mean, I don't know if you know, God had already marked me from a young there age.
1: There you go, there you go, little Samuel. Yeah, <laughs>
0: I don't know what I was saying, you know, and uh, but you know, I was it just touched my heart, so mm-hmm. it was always at the center of my heart you know, God's presence, mm. and music was kind of a way to um, open up that spiritual world to me.
1: Yeah, that's really, I mean, I imagine that a lot of your hearers and listeners um, have had experiences whether they're listening to a song or they're at a worship service, and it's the music that makes them feel something. It makes them feel like God's in the room, yes, so to speak, and, you know, it seems like when God shows up, uh, stuff happens, yeah. L- like tears. Yes. Uh,
0: it, you know what? It, it for me the way the best way I can describe it is, um, it just brings it all home to me. It brings uh, life into perspective. You yeah. know, whether you've had a bad day at work, you lost your job, you know, you got some bad news in your family, um, you know, just you hear of a friend, you know, hurting, um, and so you you come just carrying so many things, carrying so many burdens. And it's so awesome that you can um, be able to unload those things when your God's presence fills a room and you just, you know, through music, through the word, through lyrics.
1: Abraham, that would presuppose that there are times in your life where you don't feel at home. Yes. Can you share a little bit about that? Share a little bit about what it's like not to feel at home.
0: So, faith walk, I I like to call it, I got that from you, Mm -hmm. faith walk, faith journey, uh, isn't always gravy, isn't always something very smooth. And sometimes you go through life, and you're trying to figure your own life out. You're trying to find your own purpose. You're trying to find the why, the why of life. And um,
1: you're trying to figure that out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so... There's been times where I just like I feel like nobody understands. Why am I feeling this way? You know, is it my emotions or is it my spiritual side of me crying out to God, yearning for more, yearning for for something deeper? Hmm. Um, And I felt, um, you know, I felt like people in the same room, not that they weren't on the same spiritual level as me, but they just didn't could understand the, uh, the internal questions, that questions of destiny. Right. Yeah. And so, um, I think those were some of the things I can, when I think of not feeling at home, um, yeah.
1: like, like some of your own internal rumblings, some of your own internal questions or conflicts, or I think, exactly <clears throat> I think, right. yeah, I think Abraham, sometimes we have this sense that like, or, or we're like we're given this bill of goods that like, if you turn to God, all your questions are going to be answered or, you know, just just get to church and everything's going to be okay. Or, you know, uh, or you're not going to have any problems in life. Right. Um, I don't know how it is that we communicate that in in our, you know, in our preachings or teachings or whatever it is. But I imagine there's a lot of people that feel like you do. Like we're going to church but we have doubts. Right. Uh or we hear somebody say something and there's a sense of like, I don't know if I fully agree with that.
0: That's exactly right.
1: You know, or or I hear this but I feel this. Yes. You know? Um like I I uh, I'm this is a, my own personal story. I'd love to hear a little bit about what you think actually but Okay. I can. I grew up in a in a in a very Pentecostal environment. I can't remember hearing remembering a message on God's love.
0: Hmm. That's very true.
1: I I just I could not like. I was trying to remember like did I ever hear a message about God's love and His grace gracious tender presence with us. Um. in instead, it was more of a. God has a lot of expectations. Yes. Uh, What were your some of what have been some of your kind of uh, dominating or prominent or dominant messages of how you viewed God
0: growing up? It was like, I felt like I was missing something that I didn't have the complete package. And until I got that complete, um, box of tools that then i can fully serve god or help others like it was always coming from a place of um you're missing something when god actually accepts you and loves you for who you are and can use you in your very present condition
1: come on come on (laughs) come on that seems to be a lot more hopeful right right that god's i mean someone said um, it's not that God loves us in spite of our sins. It's that God loves us with. Yes. You know, I think that in spite or with is a huge difference because one is like, well, you better get your life right so that God can use you, yeah. so that you have some kind of a purpose because if you don't get your life right, then you're useless.
0: You know what I've learned? And even right. in the last couple of years, that that how God accepts me for who I am Right now, it's it's been easier for me to accept myself, (laughs) and 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 you know, um, I'm able to relax. I'm able to just to to chill and just be like, man, this is who God created me to be, and Mm. with my idiosyncrasies, come on, with my you know um, proclivities, yeah, (laughs) our failures, yeah, and and and. And God still uses all that for his good, just like Romans eight, you know, says, and, and understanding that concept of God's acceptance and God's love, as you were uh, alluding to is, is, is powerful. It's freeing. It's, it's liberating that, you know, I don't look at my life through the lens of, of, I don't have enough, or I'm missing um, certain things, you know, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of times we talk about, um, you know, people that grow up from a broken home and how, you, you know, um, people that are in a broken home, sometimes they're not going to succeed as, as much as someone who came from a, you know, a complete household. But I've seen people that have come from the pits to be something so powerful. Mm. So when I learned God's acceptance, when I learned God how much he loves me, it's so freeing. Mm. And I mm. look at my life to the lens of God's already accepted me and you might not accept me for how I am or how I look or where I came from. But I know that when I accept God's love, I have fine I find uh, value in my own life. Yeah.
1: yeah. Bro. Why are you preaching, man? <laughs> it's like, this is some kind of a preacher's <laughs> podcast and you're the preacher here. Yeah, man. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. He, you, you guys ought to see him. He's like squeaming. <laughs> He's so squeamish uh, sitting right
0: now. I, I know these 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 questions are, are coming, and that's okay. And uh, we did talk about, uh, those of you who followed the podcast, uh, episode four, uh, we talked about confession, vulnerability, and how powerful um, that vulnerability part is. Um, you, you mentioned that
1: um, that kind of language uh, got a lot of comments. It did.
0: Why? Why do you? Why do you think? Because people um, always put their best foot forward in, and so whenever you meet somebody, it's always like that public persona. Mm. So you, when you expose yourself mm-hmm. per se, when you yeah. become transparent and vulnerable. People see a broken side of you that they have never expected, but then they try to match that up with your public persona. You're like, wow, I would never expect that you actually do that, and that actually transfers to, man, that person has some strength. Mm. That person has some power. You know, so the, uh, what's that? A TED Talk, the power of vulnerability. Yeah. Vulnerability. Yeah. Brene Brown. Yeah, uh, I actually watched that, mm. and and um, it's uh, it takes true strength to talk about your weaknesses.
1: Calm. Bro, you need to cut it out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, it, right? You know why
1: don't what? Why don't you think we talk about this stuff more in at, at church?
0: We're ashamed of what people would think about us.
1: We're ashamed of what people will think about us.
0: Yeah. Wow. You did that, or you were you were addicted to that? Well, you you were with this person, you know that kind of stuff. Wow. You're in church now. You know it's always like you always be judged on what you did instead of who you are now. What's it feel like to be judged? It's um, it's very divisive. Like you feel um, like you're like the lepers put out in the city. <laughs> you know, put out of the city where you know you can't touch them, get can't communicate with them, you can't interact with them because they might get you sick too
1: you might become a leper. Oh
0: uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Bro, yeah. you
0: got me going. Why are you getting me going? <laughs> Usually I'm the one asking questions yeah. pretty quiet, but sorry everybody, this is, <laughs> I, I am a preacher. That's why it's called the Preacher's corner podcast. So I'm, I'm letting you see who I really am. This is my, <laughs> I, I,
1: it's great, man. I mean, this is, uh, I mean, even hearing you talk about like, um, I would imagine that the people that make you feel the shame, uh, I think it, it takes shame to give shame.
0: Yeah, very true.
1: And so it, it's interesting to me that we're trying to get God to heal us from shame, but I don't even think we know that we're feeling that or thinking that, and yet like we project that, like we give that out to others. Mm-hmm. Um, and That's maybe exactly right. maybe because we have an image that God is shaming us.
0: Yes, it's it's that going back to that. Um... We're, we don't have enough. We're not good enough. Going back to that kind of thinking, yeah. that kind of concept. Yeah. You know, when, but then the verse comes to me that when I am weak, he is strong. Mm-hmm. God mitigates our, mm-hmm. God balances out our, our, our humanity. Yeah. And when we're weak in, in, in our flesh or we're weak in our, in our thinking. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what I think about. You know, as you said that. I immediately thought
1: of. Uh, have you heard of Gunger, Michael Gunger? I have not. Okay, he writes this song called Beautiful Things. And he has this line he says, uh, You make beautiful things um, out of dust. You make beautiful things out of us. And you just said right now that he like mitigates our humanity. Yeah. But in some ways, he's taking dust, right? And he's blowing life into dust mm-hmm. and sometimes I see ourselves as like we try to be these polished personified famous Instagram people oh yeah you know we have it all together but you're a bag of dust oh yeah I mean from dust you came and to dust shall you return mm. like we're a bunch of dirt bags. <laughs> <laughs> And there's almost this sense of like if we can start embracing more of our dustness yeah more of our humanity that God's not so much preoccupied with that as much as we are.
0: who's preaching now? No it's you bro <laughs> that's it's very true it's the it goes for me it goes back to that how do you see yourself you know that mm-hmm. perspective your the lenses that you're wearing you know. And I've had to reprogram my mind, but I had to reprogram my mind through God's word because I wanted to know what God said about me. And God says that His thoughts are of peace, <laughs> you know. Come on, and that He's 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 got promises for me that He's taken me to a, a, a land, uh, uh flown with milk and honey, which is figurative for you know a, a life of abundance and blessing through Him. I had to figure out that I didn't have to live, in, um, in a thoughts of poverty in know, in the sense where like, I'm not going to re- be able to make it or reach it or what, um, my potential or to, or to, uh, live this life of purpose. I had to figure out for myself what God said about me. Yeah. And when I understood that I am his righteousness, when I understood who I was, it started like actually started challenging me, started like, you know, you can't, th- not you can't think that way but there's a better way to think
1: th- there's a renewing of the mind right, right. It, it, there's a it, it's a it's a Romans 12 <clears throat> excuse me type of uh, th- that will be transformed by the renewing of our mind right right that there's the sense that um, uh shame right Sh- shame thinking has uh is really contradictory to the good news of Jesus yes um why do you think it's so prevalent with with people like you and I that are like first or second generation Mexican Americans.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Why, why do you think it is that? I mean, at least as I talk to a lot of uh, Latin X or, you know, right. Latino, Latina folk that there's this feeling of like, we're, we're just not good enough.
0: Right. I, th- I think that there's, there's um <clears throat> sometimes we felt like a, like covert prejudice in this, you know, mm-hmm. we felt, um you know, we're so close to the, the border you know and especially in this political climate right now of, of building a wall you know we've always been just looked at as uh people that just do uh, they're only la- only do certain type of labor you know mm. you know landscape dishwashers you know
1: yeah we're not the chefs no we're the cooks or the or the dishwashers. Yes. We're not the landscape owners, we're the landscapers.
0: Yes. So um we carry those um things in our subconscious mind, I believe, that that we're here but but we're we can't progress. You know, mm. we can't we it's just almost this mentality that we can we're only able to reach a certain height. But I think that now as you know, second-generation Hispanics, and, you know, even my niece sitting here Mm -hmm. who's just going to finish her um, community college is going on to university, you know, as we start to expand our thinking and expand our minds, I think it's going to start hopefully changing our our, our culture, our culture to, you know, to feel that, oh, well, we can only reach a certain height. So I think that that, that's what it is. Preacher Abraham, preach a little bit about what
1: you think uh, the good news says to... A Latin, a Mexican American, a Latin American person that never feels good enough.
0: Well, I would talk about God's grace and how um, how God loves us, and because He created us, that we belong to Him, mm-hmm. and that um, I would I would tell that person that that this is just the beginning of something even greater for you, mm-hmm. knowing God. Because when you know God, you begin to know yourself. When you know God, Mm. you start to understand that there's something even greater than you.
1: Mm. Why do you think it's so important for us? I mean, we are such a self-centered culture. Yes. We're a consumeristic culture. We are an insta-famous, selfie-motivated culture. Why is it that you think that we need to know that that there's something greater than us, than me, than you?
0: Does that make sense? No, it does. It does. And because I've been, it challenges me every day, um, especially working with younger um, millennials in the sense that um, it, it breaks that idea of me and I. When you understand that there's something greater that um, that this world is going to continue revolving, whether you um, are here or or not, in the sense that, but you have a, a position to make an impact to make a change. Mm. And when you know that there's something greater than you, you you also prioritize like, what's really important in my life? You wow. know, do you prioritize what's important? Um, you know, is it really social media? Is it really posting like all these things? You know, we it's that that dopamine effect where we want approval and 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 likes and to you know portray that we're we're something that public persona that we're talking about but when you realize that there's something greater than you you begin to sense um you realize that there is a a a group of people that are hurting Mm -hmm. that are dying that are um feel lost that Mm -hmm. feel ostracized Mm -hmm. and you want to go reach out and help them. That sounds like Jesus to me. (laughs) That's what this, this cycle of of selfishness is, is, is wrecking us. It's wrecking us because we, we can't have compassion for a fellow man. Yeah. You know, and, um, it's not an indictment on everybody. I'm not trying to put anybody down. That's just the truth and the reality of, of what's happening in this time.
1: It almost feels like you painted I don't know if you meant to do this on purpose, but it almost feels like you painted this polarity that when we are the focal point, we can either live in selfishness, Mm -hmm. so the world's all about me and the universe revolves around me, or we uh, are on this other polar end of it where I'm not good enough and it's all shame-based. Yes. It's, It's almost like both are centered on me, and yet, God wants to liberate us from both of these polarities. One true. is, I'm not good on. Someone was asking me the other day, like, "Roy, where's all the Latino male leaders in North County?" And I was like, I, I, "I don't, I don't know," you know. And she was asking me, like, "Why do you think we don't have more Latino male leaders?" And I said, "Well, I think there's a lot of shame. Mm-hmm. We, like you just described, we're not." We're landscapers we're the the cooks we're the we're the people washing the dishes we're not the owners right uh and and yet there's this like there's this sense Abraham of like um uh you know w- we don't feel good enough mm-hmm. um and God wants to like break that that shame yes I was going somewhere with this thought and I just lost it right now uh I'll I'll, I'll circle back to it. Um, I guess the other polarity is that we can become very self-centric uh, people that only mm-hmm. live for ourselves and, right. and nobody else um i'll'll I'll, I'll, I'll f- I had a thought and and it like okay. it just it, it escaped my mind okay I want to transition a little bit because I think a lot of what you're saying I wonder if this is what propelled you to get this podcast going like, Tell me a little bit. So, I, I want to. We want to hear a little bit more about um, Pastor Edwin Perry and basically like the other people that you interviewed. Right. All asked the same question. Right. What experiences led
0: you to start this podcast? You know, I've always been attracted to um, media for some reason, mm. and you know, being Laker fans. Uh-oh. Okay, Chick Hearn. Chick Hearn, best play-by-play. Um. Bro, Denver.
1: you look like Mexican Chick Hearn right now.
0: <laughs> See? This game's in the refrigerator. The gel yes. is jiggling. Yes. The, the butter's getting hard. The eggs are
1: cooling. Come on.
0: I've always been attracted to media, so...
1: He just needed an organ behind him uh, saying that stuff. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm going to get that tri- the, the app. The, the yeah <laughs> triggers. So I can get an organ. That's right. Every time I say something, I the can The whoop app. It, there you go. <laughs> So I've always been attracted to media. One of the things I wanted to do while I was growing up was I wanted to actually be like a play-by-play announcer, mm. you know? So, you know, for example, you know, Shaq's down on the block, you know, he's calling for the ball, Kobe's dribbling up, up at the top of the key, and he's not looking at Shaq, and he's still dribbling, driving, and he's covered by two players, but Shaq is still calling for the ball, and he waves off Shaq, and he sh- shoots an air ball, and they, they're about to fight each other. So that was my, I always wanted to be a play-by-play announcer you Damn, know you would have been a good one <laughs> so so i've always been attracted to to media and um but i was never like confident enough to even you know talk if you hear the first couple episodes like i hated my voice i talked about like being nervous about it now i'm pretty comfortable you know you're a pro now <laughs> um yeah but and um so i always had an idea about a podcast and i just never knew um what the what the content would be what the you know, what the subject would be like. And uh, one day it just came to me and I had an idea to, for the preacher's corner. And, um, I have a friend that she does high school friend She does a podcast and it's called the Um umcast and, uh, it's called uncensored mothers. So, um, yes. So it's about motherhood. It's about Everything and anything under the sun. So oh, wow. the only thing I say is if you're over 18, then you could listen to that. <laughs> under 18. Yeah. Over 18, <laughs> you can listen to that. Yeah. One. If you're over 18, you can listen to that. So Vicky, you got a shout out. <laughs> um, but and you were talking about males and male leadership. And one of the things she told me was, um, and I was telling her my ideas, what I wanted to do. And she said, um, you got to do it. She said, you have to do it. I said, why? So said, how many Latino podcasters are out there? That's right. And when she said that, and I wasn't never looking at it from a a race point of view, Mm -hmm. but it was something that really hit home to Mm -hmm. me. And how can we further along our our people, our culture, second generation, third generation, Hispanic, Mexican-Americans, than than by actually trying to expand our mind and expand our thinking? So that was the whole basis of of the podcast, along with spreading the good news of Jesus Christ you know, um, well, I'm not trying to monetize off of this. I'm not trying to advertise. And people have asked me, "Oh, you should try to, you know, grow your followers to make money." It's like I don't, I don't want to make money. I just want somebody to come to Christ. Yeah. I want somebody to explore their faith yeah. and to know that that they're gonna make it. You yeah. know. So, and I had two friends that pushed me, and they wish to remain anonymous, but um, and I will respect that. And but they know, and um, I had shared this idea with them of, like two or three years ago. I bought this equipment, it sat in my closet for like two and a half months. It sat in your closet? Yeah. Why? Because I was so freaked out. I was so scared to, to, to even do it. And then one day somebody just started pushing me and a friend of mine just, you have to do it. You, you gotta start doing it. So it got real when uh, I asked a friend of mine to design the logo. Um, and um, he did it to me, with, sent it to me within a couple hours. And once he sent it to me and I saw it, which you can see on the Instagram page, like, I knew it was real then. and um, So seeing
1: it became real for you.
0: Yes. And I had already been, you know, um, asking a few friends of mine, you know, um, want, they want to come on, I asked you, you know. And, uh, but once I shared the logo, it was like it made it re- even real for them, right? And, um, but I didn't say anything to anybody. I just kept it to myself. And uh, Robert Cicena, who, dis- who designed the logo for me, um, you know, as graphic designers, they like to share their work. So he actually shared it like three or four weeks before I had even t- announced oh, it. Oh wow! So that put it like on the map already. So like I was like, okay, if if my friends are pushing me now, it's God pushing me because all these things are starting to happen. Yeah. And okay, it's it's gonna happen. Start lining up guests, and this is how we are. This is where we're at.
1: Wow. Uh, so one of the things that. Um, I'm fascinated with, I, I have a startup business. Yes. Square Patch. Mm-hmm. And we offer corporate chaplaincy services to companies in the work. So I'm a, basically I'm a workplace chaplain. And uh, you have, you had this like social entrepreneurial idea. Yeah. And so in some ways you're a social entrepreneur. Uh, what got, it sounds like you started practicing a bit of vulnerability and courage uh, just just to buy the equipment, to get a logo, yeah. and it started to become a little more real to you. I imagine you were nervous, scared. What, what were you feeling?
0: I'm nervous and scared in every single episode. You know, <laughs> I'm serious. It's You never know where it's going to go. I prep, and I try to prep as much as I can. Um, and, and I'm, I'm going to say this to people. I'm, I only told a few people this but the way i prep for this um uh, podcast is the way i would prep for a sermon Mm. i prep you know you get all your information going you do your research on your subject um but i prep spiritually Mm. because this is a very spiritual thing for me Mm. you know I, i i get into god's presence i pray you know i'll pick a day to just to fast just to get um just really connected and be sensitive to God's leading and move. Cause sometimes God puts things in my heart that, you know, it comes out while we're interviewing and that little thing that I just happened to throw in there that wasn't in my notes. Somebody sends, um, sends me a message or, 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 gives me a comment and say like, I needed that at that moment. Wow. So this is a very living thing. It's a very powerful, um, platform. It's a very powerful, uh, media. And so, you remind me of uh, the Old
1: Testament uh, um, orders that uh, you know for for the Hebrew people, everything was oral tradition. Mm-hmm. So you spoke the Ten Commandments. You um, you it was an oral tradition, meaning that it was passed down verbally, right? Orally. Right. Um, you, you're making me think about how you are developing your own oral. Uh, gift, you're a preacher. You, you you preach at church periodically, or mm-hmm. um, and you have this love for God, and you want to know Jesus intimately, and you're really treating this podcast as a a, a ministry venue. Yes, uh, for people, um, and at the same time, you had to take some practical risks. Mm-hmm. You had to be courageous to face your own. I've never done this before. Uh, if if you were ever around cousins and you were trying to do something better in life, oh, yeah. who does he think he is? <laughs> you know, that's the other voice of shame. One you're not good on that, but the other one is look he thinks he's all bad. He's a
0: look at him, he I got see computer, me da, it's he's Apple. got a Yeah.
1: <laughs> I see. He's got his own podcast. <laughs> He thinks he's all bad now. <laughs> uh,
0: he's getting on TV. Look I at him. know. Look <laughs> at
1: him. He's getting all faint. He's got yeah. a lot of likes yeah. now. Uh, tell say a little bit about how you had to um, how, how you had to overcome that, because I imagine that you have people that are younger yeah. listening to this stuff. Oh, yes. And they, too, have a dream or they have an idea and they, too, feel like, uh, you know, I'm not good enough. I can't do this. And yet they have an idea. Like, what would you say to them?
0: I would say to it's very practical and very simple, just to prepare. And the reason why I say that is when you prepare and you dot all your I's, cross all your Ts, and you put forth your best, you'll know that you you're secure in your prep I, I get secure in my preparation. Mm-hmm. So um, I would say take that risk. You you know, don't worry about the the you know, things you can't control. Are people going to like it? Or, you know, um, is this going to be good, good or, enough? Yeah, or having it all together. Right. But preparation, prepare your heart, prepare your mind, and just everything that you've wanted to do, put it down. Write it down mm-hmm. and flesh it out. You know, the 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 prophet says, you know, to write the vision and make it plain. Yeah. To write it down, prepare, just research um, but launch out. Yeah. Jesus told the, you know, he told them, told the disciples, you know, launch out, you yeah. know, launch your nets out. I'm sending you, Yeah, you know, and, um, part of the podcast was I literally launching myself out mm-hmm. and, um, you have to take that risk because at the end of the day, you don't want to look at your life and say, I wish I would have done it. Come on. Come on. I was talking to somebody the other day who, who <clears throat> writes, uh, poetry And they are so embarrassed. I would put an Instagram page and just put it out there. You don't have to put your picture on there, Mm -hmm. but that's a gift that God is giving you, and and somebody needs what you have.
1: That's so powerful, Abraham. There's two things that come to mind for me right away. Tell me, bro. I'm think. Well, there's a couple things that come to mind. (laughs) I'm thinking of that young Latina gal Mm -hmm. that wants to be a painter, or um, or wants to be a doctor or or has a um, or has an idea to start a podcast herself mm-hmm. or that young man that says I really want to get into music and I think that this is going to be very encouraging to to have them see models of Mexican Americans mm-hmm. taking risks facing their fears mm-hmm. facing their cultural biases mm-hmm. facing their cultural constrictions at times and saying well if People like Abraham can do it. I can do it. That's exactly right. Uh that's one thought. The other thought is that this thing of like, what if I didn't do what if I don't do this? Yes. Uh there's this guy named John Gottman. He is a marriage therapist and he has this chapter in one of his books called Gridlock. And he says that a lot of the times when a couple is in gridlock, it really has nothing to do with the marriage itself and each other. It has to do with their dormant dreams Mm -hmm. that somehow they're not uh, listening to the voice inside of them. That's telling them it's time to quit your job. Yeah. It's time to chase this dream. It's time to put a little more effort into this idea that you've had. Um, And I find it that in my own life, there there's these stages of life that I've had where I have felt, deeply depressed yes um i have felt like is this it like is this all there is to life you know i go to work eight to five i pay the mortgage i ride my bike i go get something to eat i serve like Mm -hmm. but i find that there's something deeper in me that's saying you there's a new challenge there's a new risk that you have to take and when i don't do it i'm actually more depressed yeah did you have you found that you're experiencing more life in you as you've taken this risk
0: unbelievably so it's 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 actually inspired something deeper within come on I guess one of the thoughts that comes to my mind was I never knew I could do this oh <laughs> i I never imagined the response mm-hmm. I never imagined how. I like I knew it would touch people's lives, but I didn't know the, the depth of it. Mm-hmm. And
1: how how has that made you feel?
0: It's it's made me it's fulfilled. It's like a fulfilling fulfillment mm-hmm. to know that as we know we talked about in the beginning, you know, we look at our lives, oh we have our proclivities, our insecurities, and through all that, um to be able to have a word for somebody that would help them in their circumstance. That's powerful to me, you yeah. know. And it and it, it it um reminds me of my my vulnerability and my humanity. But it also reminds me of, of God's grace and how powerful God is.
1: Your potential
0: and my yeah, that's exactly right. At
1: at one point, you you mentioned that one reason you're interviewing people is that you're on a search. Yes. What have you found?
0: I have found that, that God loves me and he has a purpose for my life. Hmm. I have found that God has placed something inside of me that I don't have to run from anymore. But you were interviewing other people. How, how did this
1: impact? Why do you think it was impacting you?
0: Because I was able to see God's power and God's grace in others and it was like transmitting to me while I was talking to them. Hmm. That it's, it's, I've, I've learned that God will underwrite your call. He'll send you the right people and speak into your life in the areas that you, that you didn't know you needed to be spoken into. And, and they do it. And it's just like, it's just life giving Hmm. and it helps that part of your life and you begin to grow and, you just continue.
1: I want to softball a question to you that's somewhat related to this. Okay. Uh, related to, like, uh, God putting other people in your life mm-hmm. and how we actually need others. Right. Uh, we, we live in a cultural landscape that says that we don't need to attend a church or be a part of a church. Right. That, well, I'm spiritual. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not religious. I, I don't need to go to church. Uh, why do you think people might be saying that these days and... Uh, um, yeah, and then
0: I have a follow up question to that. Um, I think that sometimes their view of, of church um, is is a little, um, maybe some. It's based on their experiences. Is they've had bad experiences at mm-hmm. church, and maybe sometimes the church service is like way too long. <laughs> <laughs> What's a way too long church
1: service? How long? How long?
0: Oh man, more than two hours, you're good. I, I was <laughs> an hour and a half, we're good. You know, if that. Um, but. Uh, the things that they've heard, of even some spiritual leaders that you know, they think that um, you know they it's almost they they paint a, a broad brush on uh, like a leader that maybe fallen or did something, or and, and they think that every faith leader is that way. I think that's why sometimes people don't want to go to church. Sometimes they just feel like there's too much self righteousness in the church. Mm. They feel like there's instantly walk in. Well, you're not, you're not wearing what everybody else is wearing. You're not talking how everybody else is talking.
1: You're not part of the tribe. You're
0: not part. No. And there's, hasn't been enough acceptance in our churches. And I think that's why people would rather just watch church on TV.
1: Whoa. (laughs) I've actually never thought of it like that. I've like, I've, I've been thinking about like, 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 like sermon streaming, you know, in mm-hmm. life and, and, uh, you know, churches going live. Right. I've never thought like, well, I'll avoid the hypocrisy and the judgment. I'll just watch it online because they can't see me. I'm, I'm unknown. And yet I get to kind of like peek in.
0: Right. I still get, I still get the, the message with, with the speaker saying, but I don't have to deal with these people.
1: <laughs> I want God. I don't want the people.
0: Self-righteousness of the people, yeah.
1: Okay, so specifically, they don't want the judgmentalism exactly and right. the self-righteousness. Here's the thing, though, is that I think that's a, that's a beautiful articulated um, experience that people are having. And yet, what you're saying is that God brings people into your life yes. to speak words of life into you, to show you that you're loved. In other words, we don't really get to know God. Isolated in our little closet by ourselves, Mm-mm. so we have to take the risk of building relationships with people in yes. the church. Yes, which could be the same people that actually hurt you.
0: That's exactly right. Sometimes there's there's Judas's around, you know, people that are close to you that will betray you. But you know, you find that at your job, you find that, you know, if you play on a on a team, you you find that everywhere. And I think that. Um, I think the church is growing. I think the church is starting to expand their mind and being a lot more loving and more accepting. Because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. sometimes the the the, um, the the we don't listen. And <laughs> <Well, laughs>
1: prior to the podcast, we were talking about prayer. You, me, me, and your niece. Right. Uh, we were talking about something else too, but I'll I'll uh, I'll censor that part. <laughs> but listening prayer is more about listening than it is us talking mm-hmm. and yet we have a hard time listening to other people so it makes me wonder how much are we really praying and do we really understand Ooh, what prayer is
0: that's exactly right I have learned from other people just by listening to, even if they're very they're younger than me if they're less quote-unquote experienced but just by listening, I, I hear I hear their heart. I hear their, their thought process. And I, I look at it as a reflection of myself, where I'm at, where they're at. And when I listen to them, I can minister to that point where they're hurting. Mm. And we build relationship. We mm. build friendship. There's communion. And it allows for... God's spirit to flow between us. Because now our conversations aren't just about sports. our Conversations aren't just about the office. So yeah. Our conversations are actually words and words of life. And listening is so powerful. But I've had to learn that because I wasn't always a good listener. Mm. You know, um, I lead our, our music ministry at my church, uh, my father's house in Escondido, California, the English ministry. And uh, one of the things that, and here's being vulnerable, that one of the team members told me, like, you're very detached. You know, you're almost like, almost like a, like you're a leader, you know, but there isn't that relationship, that, that bond, that bond,
1: Whoa. that hurt.
0: That really hurt me. Yeah. And I could have taken it two ways. <clears throat> you're wrong. I'm the leader, but I took it in and I listened, I listened, I listened. I listened. That was a heartbeat of some of the team members.
1: What did you do differently?
0: I started just interacting with them more, not so much about music, not so much about church, but getting to know them as people, getting to know what they like, what you know, where they came from. Um, getting to know their you know, their their families and we began to build this bond. And I I'll send them a, a, a text, a verse, I'll send them you know they're going to have take a test the next day at, at school and hey i'm praying for you god's got you mm. but you better study you know mm. um, but you know i built that relationship with them and i took that i took that in i listen and and it's it's done wonders because there's more unity there's you know if they can connect with me and i can connect with them you know we're we're moving toward the same place and i can speak into their lives even more because there's a relationship <laughs>
1: Bro, you got diamonds, man. <laughs> <clears throat> you have diamonds. Um, tell me a little bit about uh, Pastor Nissan. Am I saying that right? Uh, Nissan. Nissan. Yes. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm. Please forgive me, Pastor Nissan. <laughs> um, he had. Uh, uh, actually, the the people that you interviewed, we all kind of had same similar questions for you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: One of the questions that he had would was, um, what are some of you're, we were talking about listening and prayer, and you're talking about how you prep for your podcast Mm -hmm. and for preaching. What are some of your current spiritual disciplines or habits that help sustain your faith these
0: days? Well, I definitely, um, I read, and I've been reading a lot lately, was Proverbs and Psalms. Okay. And the reason why I read those is every day I feel like, you know, we deal with so many different circumstances, different things come up, and it's almost like li- called like little nicks, you know, we get little cuts, little paper cuts, you know, they, they sting a little bit, you know, and they can irritate. Mm-hmm. And when I read the Proverbs or the Psalms, it's like, it's like healing those little nicks. And we, you know, we continue, f- it's like little healings, you know, um, I always little healings. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you know, so it, and it puts you center back, back to center, mm-hmm. you know, back to remind you, hey, you know, God is in the center. God is here, um, and I pr- I always make sure that I have to have something for my heart and my mind. You know, mm-hmm. because my mind's always going. I'm an information gather junkie. You yeah. know, in a way. And I always I'm always either reading something, I'm watching something, and I'm listening to something. So I need to occupy my mind. And I've learned that when I occupy my mind with 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 those kind of things, in my heart and my mind. Um, it keeps me centered, so I, I read that. I'm reading a book right now. It's um, it's has actually nothing to do with me, but it's actually ministry. It's called Young and Saved. Okay. Uh, Pastor Dane Fragger, uh, young young kid, uh, 26, I think. He's he's going to actually be uh, episode seven guest. I've been reading that, and another book that I've been reading is um, it's an older book. Miles Monroe, Doctor Miles Monroe, Rediscovering the Kingdom. Um, amazing book um so i've learned that i've had to read 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 and that's what i've learned from you <laughs> learned from pastor josh um and i've learned every single one of you um Kendra, we're all readers and you guys have all challenged me to become even more of a reader i may be reading three and four books at a time but it's as i minister to those those little parts of my heart i'm actually now i'm starting to expand my thinking so i think it's important to read the word have some you know other resources and, yeah. um, uh, one thing I recommend, and I think, um, and this is just me, but sometimes we read the word and we try to, um, apply it in this Western style thinking when, um, it's important to, I think, also look at cultures and customs of mm-hmm. the Old Testament, even the New Testament, then you mm-hmm. understand context and mm-hmm. then you understand the true meaning of the scriptures.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's right.
1: Do. do you have a, um... Do you have like a regular practice of what that looks like? Is it is this a morning thing, midday thing, evening thing? What's 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 that like for you? During work? Okay. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not my employer here. <laughs> um, usually,
0: I'm a nighttime, nighttime reader. You know, okay. it stays in my my mind, and then I wake up in the morning, and it's still there. And yeah.
1: So for you, like the nighttime is is a way for you to heal the little uh,
0: the little cuts, the little nicks, yeah, the little nicks. We take them, little lumps we take. I like that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: tell me in this season of life what's your sense of call
0: from god and in, uh, in this world right now in this season is to just to love it's very mm. simple it's sometimes um we want to feel like we have all the right answers for everybody buddy and, and guide them and you got to do it this way. But some people just to be need to be loved. And I think in this season of my life, I'm just loving more and appreciating more, um, loving people for who they are. And, and that builds relationship, but it goes back to that. It And it's so weird that you mentioned that because I didn't, I didn't realize it till right now, you know, see, even this podcast is like revelation, <laughs> right? Prophet right now. And, and, um, Loving people through His Word and in a loving way, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and we're in this grace time. And I always... comes It comes out of my messages when I preach. Um, extend the grace that you have received. Mm-hmm. And that's what I feel right now in this season of my life.
1: Extend the grace that you have received from God, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to ask a couple more questions, and then we're going to do rapid fire. Okay. And then I think we're going to... I'm getting ready to close. <laughs> <clears throat> um, can you share about some of the comments you've received regarding the podcast? How have people been encouraged or maybe even challenged? I think you touched a little bit about it, but uh, maybe a little more deliberate. Like, oh, is yeah. there like some comments that you can think of immediately that were like, oh my gosh?
0: Oh, yes. And um, not I'll, that you have to name the people no. by name, but uh, i am definitely I'll try to give you like at least three good ones okay so one of the trademark i was thought about what's a trademark of the show and um if we can go back to this a little bit later like about being creative and i never expected to think like i'm a creative type of being mm-hmm. and uh see my niece here she's an artist the oil paint, she can paint like yeah. no other and i never felt like i had that creativity but we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit like yeah I discovered with some creativity in my life so one of the trademarks of the show is is that um i like to guess the guest for them to pray at the end right and uh one time a friend of mine called me who grew up in the Catholic tradition and um, never really would go to church. Every now and then they would go. And um, they were listening to episode two with Edwin Perry, and he, be, he was praying, and he's driving to work. And all of a sudden he tells me um, he just started feeling this rush of emotion, like he couldn't explain. The listener. Yes. Yeah tears running down his eyes like what's what's happening like I'm crazy. He's, he's feeling something finally pulls into the parking lot at his job and he just stops and he says Abraham I've never prayed aloud in my life before reading uh, uh hearing uh, uh Edwin pray I, I started praying out loud and connecting with God I've never ever done that before wow S- tears running down his face we're we're having lunch at a sandwich shop and he's like the emotion is is Bowman right at the surface and i said i almost said his name right now um i said what you what you're feeling is god's presence right in your car
1: he's extending god's grace
0: yes and and god has been calling you and and working on your life this whole time and you didn't even know it that's so powerful so now he started exploring his faith journey as we call it yeah he wants to get baptized. He started going to a, a church uh, locally here, took his family. His family loved it. The whole family wants to get baptized, give their hearts to the Lord. That was so powerful for me.
1: Wow. <clears throat> so something was happening with this guy. He's listening to the podcast. He hears Pastor Edwin praying. He doesn't really have come from a tradition that prays out loud right. and he feels God's presence exactly right. through the podcast.
0: Right. That's exactly right. I think powerful.
1: How, how have some people maybe been challenged?
0: Um, Does anything come to mind as you think about that? I'm going to say a, a relative. When you talked about in episode four about, um, uh, you know, he loves us with mm-hmm. um, a relative of mine. He's like, oh, my God, I've never seen it that way. I've always been feel, like, feeling like like I'm not good enough that God doesn't love me because of this. But when he loved me with everything I'm carrying, it was liberating. And he started his faith journey, too, it's re- restarting it, reigniting it. Um, you know, in some ways what you're doing
1: is you're, 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 you're really giving people a means to dive into their own story. And then to remake their story, that that uh, you know, some people talk about narrative theology, and mm-hmm. we're all part of a story. Yes, and you're really helping people delve into their story a little bit more through
0: this podcast. It's 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 amazing, and I never like thought of it in that sense. Um, also, Edwin Perry talks about how he was a really bad stutterer. And even to this day, like when we have lunch together, you know, he, he stutters a little bit when he speaks in front of people. I mean, it's like it just flows. Um, so another f- friend, his her son is I believe, 12 or 13. And he and he has a really like stuttering problem. And she had happened to be playing the podcast in the background and he had heard it and he just like immediately took to it. And he started talking, Mom, if he can speak to other people. Oh, come on. If he can speak to other people. Preach. And and, and have that. He, you know what he said? I can do something, too. I can do it, too.
1: <laughs> come on. I, <laughs> that makes me want to cry.
0: Same. Same here. Yeah. It's so it's such a deep, like, powerful thing that's happening to people that it just motivates me just to do it even more. That's so powerful, man. Uh, and, and one more, one quick one. I'm, I'm, I don't want to take too much time, but I'm
1: getting ready to close.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Kendra green, the first woman on, on the podcast. And we're going to have a few more. Tammy Haddon, where are you at? I'm waiting for you. <laughs> Tammy Haddon is coming on at some point. Um, a lot of, of, of women and, um, sisters that I know, um, have just like, Oh my God. Like she's a force. She's fierce. Like, I know I can do it. God has put something in my heart. And you know what I say?
1: Do it. 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 That's so powerful, man. Um, what do you want your listeners to get from the podcast?
0: First and foremost, I think I want every listener to be able to expand their thinking. And, and the reason... The wise. If we can expand our thinking, we can grow as 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 people grow to help others, and you know we we break some of those mindsets, some of those cultural things that allow us or that keep us from actually building relationship with others, building relationship with different races. And if you notice, like the lineup is very diverse, mm-hmm. and it's very it's on purpose. I
1: think you've been very intentional about that.
0: Yes. Because Hispanic Americans, you know, we like to stick to our own kind. Mm. You know, I'm not going to speak for every other um, ethnicity, but I think that there's so much to learn from every culture. That's right, and not only food-wise, no,
1: but but how we view God. Yeah, I think every culture has this gift of saying like. This is the gift that we bring to the world, mm-hmm. and this is how we perceive and how we image mm-hmm. and how we view God. Yeah, you know. So I think for I think for uh, Hispanics, for uh, Latin Americans, Mexican Americans, we we can be very like you know uh, us brown and no more. Mm-hmm. But I think when when I've seen uh, Mexican American, especially second generation, um, we can be very hospitable, and I think that we create a table for all ethnicities to sit at mm-hmm. I think that's a gift that we have
0: um tacos brings everybody together come bro. on <laughs> come on that's a snap and um the another thing is i I want the listener to to um to find like a healing bomb in their heart yeah um I think that that you know some of us are afraid to step into a church oh you know um or and I'm not this isn't like a call to you got to go to church yeah this is a a, this podcast i just want you to know that there's a spiritual side of you that that when you tap into it it's going to blow your mind Mm. and um, i want the person to be challenged i want the listener to know that that god loves you with everything no matter what your past is god forgives god loves god accepts that you can still do what God has called you to do. You can find your potential. You can find your um you can find yourself, your value, your your who you are in, in him. And yeah. it's a journey of self discovery. Yeah. And when you understand who God is and mm-hmm. when you understand who you are, you know, in, in that sense, it, it, it's freeing, it's liberating. And that's what that's what I want the listener to.
1: That's powerful, Abraham. I think um, this is just my own thought, and you can tell me what you think, Mm -hmm. but I imagine that you being able to connect with some of the people that you've had Mm -hmm. on the show, um, you're discovering a lot more about yourself, and it almost feels like you're getting a lot more out of this um, as your listeners are as well, that you're a participant as much
0: as the creator. That's exactly right. And look, I, I wrote my notes down because I actually want to share something that I learned from every single one of you. Okay, then go rapid fire really quick. Okay, all right. So Pastor Josh, I learned about service and loving people. Uh, Pastor Edwin Perry, to love yourself and follow the hand of God. Pastor Nissan Stewart, be humble and help others. Mm. I Listen, I. Maybe I shouldn't say this, but oh, well. Pastor Nissan, uh, he actually called me yesterday. We're going to play golf. And then uh, later on at night, he's playing drums with Ice Cube. Be humble. Wow. <laughs> and help others. I mean, yeah, unbelievable. Uh, anybody know uh, Roy and Zunza? He taught me to be vulnerable and to talk about our failures, too. Mm. Pastor Kendra, she taught me to be fierce.
1: Woo. And again, I would imagine that these are things that you long for that you're trying to practice. Yeah. And I'd imagine that in some ways your listeners, this is what they long for as well. Okay, man, <clears throat> this is, uh, this has been a real big gift, uh, to me to be able mm-hmm. to do this. Um,
0: any last words that you want to, uh, share? Um, thank you for asking. Um, and I won't take too long, uh, but we talked about, um, being creative, right? I never thought I was a, type of creative being, like, I, I can't draw to save my life. I can't do anything. But when I started putting um, my thoughts onto paper for this podcast, like, ideas just began to flow, things began to flow. Um, but I also wanted to make it um, me. And so be creative, you're creative, you're more creative than you think you are and just be authentic and people love that. Yeah. And, the, and the way I say it is to be authentic is because I'm actually putting things um, on the podcast that actually are near and dear to me and I'm gonna explain it to you. So if you hear the intro of the, of the podcast, you know, it's, it's got the organ, it's got the drums, it's driving. The reason why I put that on there is because when I was going through a really tough time in my life, uh, a friend of mine had passed away. He was like a father figure to me from work. He had he had passed away. Um, I lost a relationship. You know, I was lost. I was I was hurting. I was in pain. And I remember sitting in my living room. That's why I say watching TV. I was watching, watching, watch. That's all. I don't. I didn't really want to go to a church. Mm-hmm. Watching Bishop Bishop Jones and just delivering the the message. Obviously, you need that. He was bringing that organ, and that organ was just like got me excited. Got me so excited. But then when we preach the the when you finish with this conclusion, it's like cut me open i like all right this is what god is trying to tell me so it got me excited for the things of god and also it was speaking directly in the things that i needed to deal with mm-hmm. so the intro of, of of the um the podcast is reminds me of that to get excited about god mm-hmm. to get excited about life to get excited about this present moment that you have mm-hmm. no matter what you've gone through everything up to this moment now like to celebrate life so that's the reason why I put that on. And that's actually from um, Chris Daniels, from the musical director at Bayview Baptist Church. Oh, wow. And um, Bishop Jones organist, I got to meet him, Patrick Bolton. And uh, I asked him, bro, can you just make me a track? Like if you're just, um, uh, Bishop, just finished preaching and just how you would play. And that's what you're hearing at the end of it. That's so just... cool. <laughs> that's a cool story, uh, man. Yeah. And, and, and so, so I learned that I was like, more creative than I thought, and and you know I say it in the most humble way, and you know there's people that are much more creative than I. But um, putting those ideas into um, action and fleshing it out, it's just and people like, wow, that's cool, I dig it, man, that's awesome, you know, and it gets them excited. Um, and I'm gonna leave with this too. Um, this and this might sound kind of morbid, might sound kind of uh, kind of weird, but. Like, I think about legacy every day. Mm-hmm. I think about um, if I left this earth today, um, not so much how would I be remembered, mm-hmm. but how much impact did I make on your life? Mm-hmm. And so I live my life in that sense where every day I want to make sure that if you came around me, that if, if you heard me, that if you were in my presence, if we had lunch or whatever, that I made you laugh or I made you feel um, like you mattered and I made you feel that there's I believe in you, that I love you and I accept you for who you are. I think it might sound a little morbid, but I think about legacy like every day, you know, what am I going to leave for my nieces when I'm gone? I want to set a, a, a model, an example for them that, you know what, they too can make it, that they too um, have a purpose and a destiny on earth. And it's powerful. You can look at my life. You can look at all my failures because I'm not I'm not perfect. Haven't been perfect, but you can see what God has done in my life. And if you can see what God has done in my life and where I came from, He can do the same thing for you.
1: Well, I think you just summarized um, the a a big why for your podcast, and that you're leaving in some ways. You're leaving a very practical digital footprint, yeah, of of legacy in your life mm-hmm. and. Um, Everything that you described about legacy, you've had that impact on me already. I know. So I, I appreciate you, Abraham. Um, I'm going to do rapid fire Let's questions All and right. then we're done. What do you okay? want? One, an- one answer here? All Whatever right. you want. Okay. <clears throat> LeBron to LA was a good move, yes or no?
0: Now, no. <laughs> <laughs> we lost a coach. We don't even have a... President, nobody wants to come here.
1: (laughs) The Lakers will make the playoffs next year. Oh, I hope Yes or no? No. Okay. If you were the GM, who would you have on your team on the Lakers? Right now, current players.
0: Current players, I would take... Oh, man, that's a great question. Giannis. Okay. The Greek freak? The Greek freak. Okay. One. Um... Uh, Damon Lillard, I love oh, his heart. Look, love his, his I'm gonna his heart. forgive
1: you for saying that because he's a Blazer. That's okay. But okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, who else? Oh man, there's um. Kawhi Leonard, yeah, he's from Riverside. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 a California boy. Okay, um, two more. Oh man, let me see, let me see, let me see a big. Uh, Luca from uh, Dallas, the young. Okay.
1: Yeah, he's your he'd be your power forward.
0: Yeah. What do I need? A shooting guard? You need a little? shooting guard. Ooh, man. My friends are going to kill me. Who am I going to take? You know what? A solid all-around guy that I've always wished he would be on the Lakers, and his dad's a play-by-play man, uh, Clay Thompson. Okay. That's the lineup right there, bro. Yeah. That, that's a hot lineup. Yes. <laughs> Who is going to win the NBA championship this year? Oh, man. I am hoping that the Bucks. I am a big, I, big underdog I, I'm with you, fan.
1: One of your favorite restaurants in in uh, uh, like Vista or Carlsbad or Oceanside, where you like to hang out. Um,
0: it's it's called uh, now it's called Norte, but it used to be Fidel's. And okay. since I'm from Carlsbad, I I go back there as much as I can. So, and it it might not be like the greatest, but it it is home for me.
1: Okay, um, uh, take your phone out. Okay. Okay, and as you're doing that, uh, like I want you to open it up to your to your music app. Okay, and what's the last song you played? And you better be honest.
0: The last song I played, uh, let's see, it was actually B Side Players. Okay, Nuestras Demandas. <laughs> Some of your favorite uh, three preachers that you like right now. Um, I like um, Bishop Jones is my number one. Um, I like. Uh, T, uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes and I also like um, Stephen Furtick Okay um, Hobbies Hobbies I actually just started taking up fishing I love fishing I, I love uh, hiking and just hanging out at the beach
1: Okay last question Are you available? <laughs>
0: The listeners want to know. That's the question everybody's asked. And yes. I
1: oh, do. there it is. There it is. Yes. <laughs> it's a great way to end this session. Um, well, I think it's customary. You have all the people that you interview close with prayer. So I think you need to bless us, preacher. Oh, Give man. us the
0: final benediction. Amen. Roy, I just want to thank you for um, volunteering to do this. You I have you. made a tremendous impact on my life. Personally, spiritually. Um, you have helped me more than you even know. So I just mm-hmm. want to tell you that I appreciate you, man. I love you, man. I love you, too, man. And, Grateful for uh, you. By the way, um, Pastor Roy didn't mention this because it's not his show today. It's not He's not getting interviewed, but he's actually planting a church here in Oceanside, California. Mm,
1: yeah, you can pray for us. <laughs> and
0: we're going to praying for him and follow him on his page for more information. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and end it, end it with this, Father. I just want to thank you, God, for just always loving us and and being there for us even sometimes when we don't realize it lord i want to thank you that you see us through every storm of life Lord, through all the confusion through all the doubt and on this journey of of discovery you show us your grace and mercy along the way lord i thank you for putting these ideas and these thoughts in our hearts to impact others, to help expand your kingdom, Lord, to mm, yes. help uh, save those God that are that are hurting, God, those that are lost, God, confused and depressed. Lord, I pray, God, that you continue, God, to use this medium here to reach those that perhaps our churches aren't reaching. That perhaps that those that are, are embarrassed or have have shame, God, that they can know that they can come to you in their in their own space and then our own time um lord i i just i just want to thank you lord i'm just so grateful for what you have put in my heart Hmm. that i can make an impact on somebody's life yeah and that when they look at my life they know that your power is real they know that healing is real they know that your grace is real yes lord and that you may bless each and every listener god touch them use them god lord every area of his life, God, that you can come in and do work and do miracles, God. Lord, I just want to expand your kingdom. I just give you glory and I just give you praise. Lord, I'm just so grateful. I'm so humbled, God, that you could have chosen many other people, but you marked me and I'm not going to be like Jonah and run from the call anymore. And I am here and I just say yes to you, Lord. Bless each and every person. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.